An entitled Karen refuses to wait to be seen at a restaurant as she tries to claim a table that isn't being used and freaks out when other people get served before her. My manager eventually got involved. So I worked as a host for a restaurant last summer. It was during COVID, and while we had a lot of tables open, we didn't have enough waiters to fit all of the people at those tables. So we didn't seat people at those empty ones. It was a little past lunchtime, and the wait was about 30 minutes, which wasn't that long compared to other days. During our typical rush time, it would sometimes be a wait of one to two hours. An entitled Karen and her son, who's about 10 years old, waddle through the door. She asks me what the wait time is and I tell her. The Karen looks at me shocked as if I said something that had completely blown her mind. She looks at me straight in the face and says, it's a 30 minute wait. At this point, I know I'm dealing with a Karen as well as a Karen Jr. Also, if 30 minutes is too long for some people, that's fine. Just leave. I can't do anything about it. The Karen then says, um, there are so many empty tables. Why can't you seat us? There's an empty one right there. She says that as she points to the closest empty table. I go on to explain that the table isn't assigned to a waiter, so they wouldn't be served at that table. I also explain that there's about a 30 minute wait ahead of them. The Karen then barks back and says, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Do you know how hot it is outside? We can't wait out there. Are you kidding me? Why don't you guys have an AC outside? You expect us to just wait out there? Thank God for masks because that almost made me lose my mind. Also, there were other people waiting outside just fine, but she decided to ignore that slight fact. I go on to say that I'm sorry, especially for not having outdoor air conditioning. I then ask her if she wants to speak to the manager, and lo and behold, she says yes. So I get the manager to come and speak with her, and I tell the Karen that she'll be out in a few minutes. Just at that moment, when I talk to this Karen, a waiter clocks in that works at the restaurant, and the table that the Karen wanted opened up and was seated with the next person on the wait list. And I had the pleasure of taking them to their table right in front of the entitled Karen and her demon child. Honestly, I was scared of the wrath I knew was about to be unleashed. But it was glorious seeing her face as someone else got the table she thought she was entitled to. After seeing this, this Karen went off. She immediately started bashing me, saying that the wait was too long, asking me how I could possibly seat someone else at her table after she had claimed it. At that point, I had simply had enough of it, so I went to get the manager again to deal with this entitled Karen. While my manager was dealing with the situation, I made sure to stay in the back so that the entitled Karen couldn't try and bring me into the whole ordeal in front of my manager. At the end of the day, she ended up leaving to eat somewhere else. Chances are, though, she'll probably have to wait to be seated there as well. Some people are just really stupid, most specifically this Karen, because air conditioning is not a thing outside. You know what outside air conditioning is called? Winter. I always love it when I see Karens get super entitled and then get super upset when their wishes aren't granted. It's not like customer service or other food establishments or genies and they're just going to grant every single wish that you could possibly want. Ma'am, you're not in Aladdin. Nobody cares. At the end of the day, they ended up leaving and going somewhere else, which is a blessing to everybody involved because dealing with an angry Karen and their demon spawn is one of the worst experiences in your life, especially when they're going to freak out over someone else taking a table that they never had any claim over in the first place. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. Am I the jerk for having to give one of my friends a much needed reality check? I'll start with some things about me. I've always been fat. Not exactly obese or anything that would be a real danger to my health, but I wasn't always really fit. And this part of me always made me feel insecure about
about meeting and talking to people. Thankfully enough, my best friend, who I knew since we were very little, always told me that it was okay to look different, and as long as it wasn't threatening my health, it's not a problem. In time, I began to slowly accept myself as I was, and stopped having insecurities about my looks. This all happened when I was around 14 years old, so my body hadn't completely matured yet, and I was worried I might end up looking like this forever. So having someone tell me that everything was going to be okay felt really good. Unfortunately, I had no idea what was about to come. Fast forward one year and a half, and now I'm in high school, and me, my best friend, and a group of other people, who slowly became really close to us, all got into League of Legends. I always had a very ferocious personality when it came to video games. I always wanted to be as good as my abilities allowed, otherwise I would feel dissatisfied. As time went by, I noticed that not everyone in our group agreed with this mentality. Some of us just wanted to have fun with the game, and that was fine. But my best friend here, oh boy, he was not having it. A lot of fights broke out in our group due to us flaming each other for playing poorly. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was a real jerk when I got mad at the game, and I always tried to apologize afterwards because I knew I was harming the people around me. Just to be clear, out of all the people in our group, I was the one that played the most. I know it sounds very arrogant, but everyone knew how much time I spent on improving at the game and how much effort I put into it. My best friend, on the other hand, was much more obnoxious. He would flame everyone the same way I did, always complain about how no one does anything besides him, and was just really annoying. Despite this, he was playing extremely poorly himself, and pretty much only talked garbage without actually doing anything. At first, I was quiet about it. I thought it was just a phase and that it would eventually be over soon. But as time went by, no one could stand to play with him anymore. We all agreed to gather together and tell him the way that he's behaving was toxic and harmful to our relationship. And soon enough, everyone told him what was on their mind. And he went ballistic. He started screaming how he doesn't do any of that and that he always apologizes, which by the way, he doesn't, and that we're all just being too sensitive. None of us were really interested in listening to his ramblings, so we cut him short by asking, are you going to try and change? To which he responded with a yes. We took his word for it, and after a week of awkward silence, we started talking to each other again. And sure enough, he hadn't changed one bit. If anything, he had gotten worse. He started being much more aggressive to me in particular, as he knew I was the best player in the group, and probably got an ego boost from talking garbage to the guy that was better than him. To me, this game was very special. My best friend here had always been much better than me at pretty much everything, from sports to school to making friends. So to me, having one thing that I was better than him at made me feel pretty good. But to him, to him, the idea of having anything where he wasn't better than me was completely unacceptable. That's when it hit me. He was using me as a scapegoat for his own insecurities. He was comparing himself to me and feeling good about being so much better than me at everything. So when he realized he couldn't become better than me at a game, he tried to act like he was. Soon enough, we all got tired of him again. We had the same gathering, we had the same conversation with him, and told him that we can't keep going on like this. All that jazz. But this time, he claimed it was my fault. He actually told me that I had twisted everybody's opinion on him, and that I was some supposed mastermind, turning all of his friends against him, and that supposedly if it weren't for me, things wouldn't have ended like this. I was fuming. I couldn't believe that after all this, he has the nerve to blame it all on me. After discussing everything with the group, we agreed to kick him out and to cut ties with him, which we did. That was the only time in my life where I actually cried my eyes out. The one best friend I made in all of my years was now gone. After a few weeks, I learned that apparently he had contacted everyone from the group 
group and slowly fix the relationship between them and him. That is, everyone except for me. Soon enough, everyone from the group slowly stopped hanging out with me in order to get together and play with him. I felt so alone. I felt like everything was slowly getting taken away from me. I was really depressed around that time, and I started hanging out with a really bad crowd, with which, thankfully, I managed to cut ties with and move on. This all happened a few years ago, and I still have regrets about how things ended up, and I sometimes wish I could go back and try to say some things differently in hopes of things ending up in a different way. I was the one who told him most of the things that made him unpleasant to be around, since I knew him better than anyone and was by his side since we were little. I was the one to give him a slap in the face and tell him that he was being obnoxious when the others didn't want to, as they weren't so close. So am I the jerk for refusing to pretend that everything was fine and telling him everything? I don't think you're the jerk at all. In fact, I think your friend is the jerk in this situation. I know exactly the type of person you're dealing with, by the way. It's that kind of person who, no matter what, is always going to be the star of the show and is 100% going to try and be better than you at everything you do. And that's super obnoxious. And it's really unfortunate that the rest of your party decided to go along with him, even though he was being extremely toxic. And the fact that he turned your friends against you, as well as your friends turning against you because of this guy that they already kicked out of their group, speaks volumes about all of them. There's no way for you to go back and somehow make this better. But in my opinion, I think you're going to be better off moving forward without these people because they're clearly all toxic or by their own omission, the rest of your group who stayed silent and pretty much didn't do as much talking as you did are super toxic for letting it escalate to this situation as well. Across the board, whether they're proactive or more reactive, as it sounds like the rest of your party was, I think you're better off without any of these people. So no, you're not the jerk. You spoke your piece and things just didn't work out the way you hoped it would. But that does not make you a bad person or in any way, shape or form in the wrong, in my opinion. But what do you think? What would you do if you were in this situation? Have you ever experienced this type of drama when playing online with a group of friends? Leave a comment down below. We'd love to hear it. An entitled customer gets mad at me that I won't accept a fake credit card and then proceeds to freak out. This happened several years ago. I was working as a cashier at a very cheap hardware store. This is the type of store that you went to to save money, not to buy tools that will last. So you are definitely getting what you paid for. Honestly, it was a nightmare. Corporate would have strict rules about what we could and couldn't do. If we couldn't do something, customers would yell and scream, ask for a manager, the manager would hear them out, and then go against corporate and do whatever they wanted anyways. It just made all the cashiers look like idiots, and I got the look several times from people. This one customer I'll never forget came up. He walked up to the cash register with several hundreds of dollars worth of merchandise. When I gave him his total, he pulls out a piece of computer paper that had a blown up picture of a credit card, with the picture probably taking up the majority of the space on the paper. In fact, the name on the card didn't match his ID. He had made up some story about how it's his boss's card and that he does this all the time. I, of course, like a good employee, told him I can't accept this. That's when the angry customer inside of him came screaming out. He then proclaimed, I want to speak to your manager. I go to my manager and I explain the situation. And he has this look of just being absolutely dumbfounded by what he's hearing. Like, is this really happening? So to my complete and utter surprise, my manager goes up to this customer and actually takes the time to handle it. It was the only time the manager was on my side for once in my life. He told this customer flat out, no. 
well. So the customer did the only reasonable thing that he could think of. He walked out of the store screaming and yelling, completely pissed off. And thankfully, I never saw him again. I still wonder to this day how the customer thought he would get away with that. Thankfully, the manager had my back and it all kind of worked out in the end. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What was that customer thinking? That is absolutely crazy. You don't just bring in a giant piece of paper and expect someone to just run the numbers like that's okay. You better have some kind of proof of identification that proves that this is actually your card. Otherwise, you could just be stealing someone's money. That guy would have had an easier time buying whatever he was trying to buy if he brought in Monopoly money. And I completely understand where this guy is coming from when he says that his manager always throws him under the bus by going against corporate. I worked in that situation for four years and I had a manager who just went behind your back and did the exact opposite thing that you were trained to do. They would do this almost intentionally to make themselves look like a savior only to then make you look like a complete idiot. And trust me, after three years of that, it got old really quick. So I totally understand where this original poster is coming from. Working in that kind of environment absolutely sucks. Not to mention having to deal with angry, entitled customers coming in and trying to scream at you as they try to pay with a card that just doesn't match up with their ID. So in my honest opinion, dude, look for another job. Take it from me, you will be a lot happier working for somebody who actually has your back. Life will be easier and you'll probably actually want to show up to work instead of coming in just to make a paycheck. Today I found out that I was the other woman. I had recently reconnected with a previous partner who I had lost contact with. I will refer to him as Dave. That's not his actual name. We had intimately seen each other for a few months before he went overseas for a year in 2018. We then lost contact after this. Fast forward to September of 2021 and I received a friend request from Dave on my social media accounts. We started chatting and we both said we were dating. I was in a long-term relationship at the time and didn't feel the need to ask for more details about his dating life. In December 2021 though, my long-term relationship ended amicably, as well as naturally with my then partner, and was completely unrelated to Dave. After some time, I then started to respond back to Dave in more intimate ways. Previously, he had come on to me asking if he could kiss me while I was still in my relationship, and at the time I said no. But now, our conversations escalated to something much more intimate, if you know what I mean. We decided to meet up, and we spent some quality time with each other, if you know what I mean. Following this, he continued to send me messages about how much he missed me and how much he thought about me. This continued for a few months. He was wanting to meet up for a weekend, and at that point, I was wanting more than just a casual, intimate relationship. So I decided to tell him how I felt before we met up again. I wanted to know if he was seeing anyone else in a casual way, so I asked. He told me yes, that he was in a relationship and that the other girl didn't know about me. He said that he thought I was in a relationship too. I told him that I hadn't been in a relationship since December of 2021. Dave had thought that we were both in our respective relationships and that we were both cheating on our partners together. He promptly blocked me on all social media after that and I haven't heard from him since. I was so shocked and upset by this. I couldn't believe he thought I was that kind of person. Dave always seemed like such an honest, nice, and attentive guy. I never thought I'd have to quiz him on something like this. His social media had no reference to a relationship whatsoever. He was planning a weekend away with me 
and constantly messaged me about how he was thinking of me. I never assumed he was in a relationship. I didn't think I had to tell him I wasn't in a relationship because cheating is not the norm. And I started a meaningful relationship with him. I had feelings for him and was wanting to take it to the next level. Did I completely misread this situation? Should I have told him straight away that I wasn't in a relationship anymore? What do I do? This is a terrible situation to be in because it sounds like this guy you were trying to have some relationship with is a complete piece of garbage. Like this guy is not the nice, honest, attentive guy that you're trying to describe. I think this is probably someone that you wish would have those kind of attributes in their life, but in reality, they're just a garbage human being. Like honestly, when people show you who they are, you should believe them. Like this guy sucks. You could do so much better than this. Like this guy literally blocked you the second you said anything about, hey, I'm not in a relationship anymore. He thought he had somebody else with him who was also cheating on their partner to help share the guilt of the terrible decision that he's making. But no, you just had to not be in a relationship. Honestly, having Dave Blocky was probably the best thing that could have happened to you. Because based on the way he was acting, chances are he probably would have cheated on you. So I would not feel bad about this in the slightest. My parents offer my services to help them with stuff against my will, almost like I'm their slave. Ever since I was small, anytime someone needed help with something, cleaning, carrying stuff, washing anything, landscaping, you name it, my parents would be some of the first to offer it, except they do it through me. At the end of every gathering when people needed help, my mom would yell, here, take Steve, he'll help you. We'll say that Steve is my name in this situation. That's not my real name. Or she'd say something like, make Steve do it, he's got it, or something along those lines. Whenever my grandmother or any other family member would call to ask my dad to do their lawn, since he worked in that business for a while, his exact words were, I have two sons, make them do it, or something along the lines of, I'll just have my boys do it. And most times, we wouldn't even get paid for it, not even when my dad made us help him with his business. The most recent example of this was a few weeks ago. Our family had attended a birthday party for a family friend. When they began to clean up, as if on cue, my mom goes, take Steve, make him do something. I was visibly irate, not only because she treats me like property once again, but also because I had already asked not once, not twice, but three times if anyone needed help with anything, and I was completely ignored. Before I said something I'd regret, I left with my dad and my sister. You see, the thing is, I have absolutely no problem helping anybody. I myself even offer my own labor for people. Ask anyone, my grandparents, my aunts, cousins, friends, anyone. They can all attest to this. If they needed help with anything, I am just a call away. The problem arises when someone feels that they are entitled to my labor. I am not obligated to do anything for anyone. I'm definitely not obligated to my parents. And this is honestly just a sample of how badly they've treated me as well as my siblings. Though, again, I have no problem helping people if they actually need help. But if your mother calls you asking for help from you, you don't just suddenly offer up your kids. For me, if no one asks me specifically, or if I don't ask myself if they need help, and there's no answer, then don't throw me into their arms. This is all just simply not fair, and I honestly don't know what to do. I wish I had a better idea of how old this person is, because if they're old enough to be an adult and make their own decisions, it's time to put your foot down and start saying no. Like, I can understand wanting to teach your kids to be helpful and useful, but there is a line, and it's possibly going over it in this situation. Like, just to volunteer your kids to help out with something without consulting with them first, or even asking if they want to do it in the first place, is really, really rude. It's also operating under the assumption, and I don't think the parents are doing this on purpose, but it definitely feels like they think their son's lazy and he needs to do something, as if he doesn't do anything ever. And that, in my opinion, is just absolutely not fair. It's not fair to get volunteered for stuff, especially when you were not asked in the first place. I understand that completely. There are a few petty ideas 
that come to mind that could help alleviate this problem, like being clumsy on purpose and accidentally breaking things on purpose. That way they won't ask your help anymore. Or even when someone asks for help, you volunteer your mom first so you can somehow get ahead of them trying to volunteer you. But honestly, the real solution here is to just stand up for yourself and say no. There's nothing wrong with saying no. No is a healthy word and it's something that you need to do, especially in situations where you don't want to be volunteered for something. It is not unreasonable or in any way rude or disrespectful to look at someone and say, no, I don't want to do that. In my opinion, it's better to set boundaries now than to wish you had five years ago. Otherwise, they're just going to keep volunteering you for stuff and then there really will be no end in sight of them treating you this way. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.